Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. It's great to be here with you guys. It's a blessing and a privilege to be here to share a message with you that God has put on my heart. And uh, one that has been encouraging to my life this past year, and I hope it's encouraging to you as well. If you would, please turn to Jonah chapter 2. We're in Jonah chapter 2, and if you have your Bibles, turn, and if you would, please stand as we read God's Word together. I called out of my distress. Let's go to the beginning. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, uh, his God, from the stomach of the fish. And he said, I called out of my distress to the Lord, and he answered me. I cried for help from the depth of Sheol. Thou didst hear my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the current engulfed me. All thy breakers and billows passed over me. So I said, I have been expelled from thy sight. Nevertheless, I will look again to the holy temple. Water encompassed me to the point of death. The great deep engulfed me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I descended to the roots of the mountains. The earth with its bars was forever around me. But thou hast brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. While I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to thee into thy holy temple. Those who regard vain idols forsake their faithfulness, but I will sacrifice to thee with the voice of thanksgiving. That which I have vowed I will pay. Salvation is from the Lord. Then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto the dry land. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dearly Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you're here with us right now. We thank you that you love us in a reckless love, Lord. And we thank you that you save us even though we don't deserve it, which is every day. As we go into this time, Lord, we pray that you'll just speak to our hearts, encourage us, and help us to go out living for you. pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So I said this, this passage has been encouraging to me as I've been through some hard times in this past year. If I had a title to give to this, it would be thanking God when life isn't comfortable. There's a lot of times in life where we're going through things that makes it seem like everything's dark and like there's not going to be any hope and like nothing's going to get better. We all go through those uncomfortable moments in our lives. Today we find Jonah in an uncomfortable situation. In case we don't really know what, how uncomfortable this situation is, let's think about this for a moment. So first of all, he's in the belly of a fish in the middle of the sea, which means there's no way for light to get in, which means he can't see his hand in front of his face, and for three days and three nights, that's not changing. Number two, <coughs> fish don't smell that great on the outside. Like, I love fishing, I love going fishing, but that smell is just not pleasant, and so I don't even want to know what they smell like on the inside. And number three, I would be thinking, I'm about to be digested. This is how I go. Thanks, God. I, I, I know I disobeyed you, but digestion, really? But in this passage, we don't see Jonah complaining about any of those things. 
We don't see him complaining about how dark it is. We don't see him complaining about the smell or about the fact that he could possibly die. In fact, in this passage, we see the opposite of Jonah complaining. We see him giving thanks to God in spite of his uncomfortable situation. Why? Why is he thanking God in the midst of this uncomfortable situation? You see, if we're not really paying attention, we might just skim through this passage and not really see what's going on. And we might jump to the assumption that as soon as Jonah was tossed into the sea, a fish swallowed him. But that's not true. There's actually a lot that went on between the end of passage 1, chapter 1, and chapter 2 that we don't get to see, but it comes out in this prayer. You see, Jonah was drowning. He was sinking further and further to the bottom of the sea. He was about to lose his life. And God saved him with a fish. See, growing up, I always thought that the fish was punishment for Jonah. But the truth is that this fish was salvation for Jonah. And so we're going to dig in here. We're going to look and see exactly why he's giving thanks to God. And, and, and hopefully it'll encourage us to do the same in our uncomfortable times. So it says, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the stomach of the fish. And he said, I called out of my distress to the Lord, and he answered me. I cried from the depth of Sheol, thou didst hear my voice. And so first of all, we see that God hears, God answers our prayers. No matter what prayer it is, no matter what we think, it might be yes, no, or maybe, that's sometimes, but sometimes it's more complex than we can even imagine. I've gotten through circumstances in my life, and I've looked back, and I'm like, I never thought that God would answer my prayer in that way, and it just blows my mind. But he answers our prayers in his timing and in his ways. We also see that God hears our prayers. I cried from the depth of Sheol, and you heard my voice. This tells us that no matter how far we get from God, no matter how deep and dark the situation is, God hears our voices. And that's a good thing. So we pray to God and we expect for God, to, we hope that God would work out those situations. And the Bible gives us that promise. We find that in the New Testament where it says that God works all things out to the good of those who love him and are called by his name and according to his purposes. And sometimes we're in these dark situations and we don't feel that way, do we? We don't feel like he's answering and working things out for our good and we might wonder why. There's a first a few stipulations that we need to think about. God works all things out to the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So are we called according to his purposes? Are you a child of God? Because the Bible says his promises are for his children. And second of all, the Bible, or it also says that God works all things out to the good of those who love him. The question then would be, do you love him? If I were to ask you this evening, do you love your spouse, or do you love your children, or do you love your friend, and you were to say yes, but yet you spent no time with them, you never talked to them, you never even told them you loved them, never showed them any affection, maybe you only asked when you wanted something out of that person, what evidence would there be to suggest that you actually love that person? In the same token, if we never spend any time with God, we never talk to Him, we never spend any time trying to figure out what His will is for our lives, we only go to Him when we want something, maybe we even never tell Him we love Him. What evidence in our lives is there to suggest that we actually love God? And it's at these moments that we need to spend time falling in love with God. Because he does work all things out to our good. And you know, what I've discovered as I've fallen more and more in love with God over these years, that the things that I wanted before, the things that I wished that would work out the way that they should have the wrong way, I thought they should have before, they didn't even matter anymore. 
Because now I had God. And now he was at the forefront. Doesn't mean I'm perfect with it. But it means that when we do put God where he's supposed to be, all things do work out for our good. So it says, For thou hast cast me into the first three, for thou hast cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and thy currents engulfed me, thy breakers and billows passed over me. So if you guys remember the story of Jonah, we've heard it a million times growing up. At the end of chapter one, you see that Jonah's at the bottom of the ship sleeping while the storm's about to break up the ship. And the men are out there calling out to their gods and their gods aren't saving them. And so they realize that Jonah's asleep down at the bottom of the deck. So they go wake him up. And then they find out that he's the one that caused this. That his disobedience towards God is what brought the wrath on this ship that was about to break the ship up. And then so they discover that. And he's like, well, what should we do? Jonah said, you're going to have to throw me into the sea. And they didn't want to do it, so they started rowing back towards the land. And the more they rowed towards land, the waves got bigger, the storm got heavier. And all of a sudden, he's like, no, you guys are going to have to throw me into the sea. They pick him up, and they throw him into the sea. But that's not what he says here. Jonah didn't say they threw me into the sea. He said, Lord, you threw me into the sea. These are your waves. These are your billows. They're crashing over me. This is your design. You see, sometimes God puts us uncomfortable situations. Situations where it's completely out of our control in order that we look up to Him and we learn to rely on Him in spite of the fact that we feel like we're drowning sometimes. In spite of the fact that we feel like we're going to just lose our lives. To learn how to trust Him. I can't tell you how many times in my life that those type of situations that God has put me in has built my faith in Him. Caused me to grow closer to Him. Number four, verse four. So I said, I have been expelled from thy sight. Nevertheless, I will look back towards thy holy temple. So this is a verse of repentance. Jonah realizes that he has disobeyed God, and because of this, he had been expelled from God's sight. But he's going to turn away from what his disobedience towards God. He's going to turn back to God. The moment we turn away from the areas that we're disobeying, God is always right there. He's always quick to be there to love us, to show us forgiveness and mercy, but we have to turn back to him. So we get to verse 5. Water encompassed me to the point of death. The great deep engulfed me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I descended to the roots of the mountains. The earth with its bars... forever closed around me forever but thou hast brought me up O my life from the pit O lord my god so what's he doing here in the midst of him drowning during this prayer he's looking back to a moment in life where life wasn't so where he was about to lose his life a year ago i started i was led to this passage and i was a little uncomfortable situation and uh I finally realized what he was doing there. And I started thinking back to whenever I was younger, uh, back in 2010. See, about eight years ago, I would have just been getting out of the hospital. I had what's called a manic episode. And that has to do with having bipolar. You see, a lot of people assume that bipolar just has to do with a bunch of, one minute you're angry, one minute you're happy, one minute you're sad. But that's not all it is to it. There's a lot of people that don't have bipolar that struggle with that. But... For me, it's whenever I have this a manic episode because I haven't been sleeping because I've been full of anxiety and racing thoughts and I end up in the hospital. And the last time I was there, I ended up in the hospital for about a month. And it was the second manic episode I had. And then after I got out of the hospital, 
I started experiencing a moment where I didn't have a job for two years. And I started experiencing anger towards God. And I started to not talk to him like I used to because I would get frustrated. And I watched all of my friends around me move on with their lives and move off and, and have families. And I was standing completely still. And I couldn't understand why God was allowing that to happen in my life. Slowly but surely, things got better, but there were so many nights where I would just lay there in bed and I would just pray, God, take my life. I can't do this anymore. I, I don't want to feel this depression. I don't want to feel this anxiety. I don't want to feel like nothing ever is going to get better. But I kept moving through and I kept, finally got a job. And slowly but surely, things got better. For the next five years, I faced a lot of depression, a lot of moments where I just wanted to give up, a lot of moments where I thought nothing was going to get better. But then I finally got to a place where things were finally better. I started to finally feel like myself again. 2017, the spring of 2017, I surrendered to preach. And then I had something come into my life that disrupted things. Um, it, it was me chasing something down that I knew that I wasn't supposed to have in my life. And as a result, by the end of that summer, I was experiencing a lot of guilt a lot of discomfort, a lot of anxiety, and I thought I was going to have another manic episode. I remember being led to this passage, and I started looking at it, and I started reading through it, and I'm like, okay, this is what he's doing. He's, he's looking back at a moment whenever he was drowning, in a moment when he was getting ready to die. And so I began to look back in my life, and I said, okay, things are really uncomfortable right now. Things are not comfortable for me. I feel like giving up, but I'm not manic anymore. Things are really horrible, but I have a job. All these lies that Satan were telling me, I, I began to look at the truth and the fact that God had blessed me beyond measure. And the more I started to focus on what God had done in my life over the circumstances, it became a little easier to bear. The Bible tells us that, um, that we give thanks to God. The peace that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds. See, it's easy to get in these negative situations and to focus on what's going wrong. It's easy to get in there and say that this, nothing's going to get better. Everything's just going to keep falling apart. I don't see any light. And if we choose to focus on what is going wrong, never focus on what God has done for us, that will crush us. It'll crush us. We're not meant to bear that. We're meant to put, set our minds on God. The moment we start thanking God for the things that He's done in our lives is the moment that we set our minds on God and now all of a sudden the peace that He gives us is something that we can't even understand. It's hard to go through these moments. It's hard to get through the pain. But when we set our minds on God, He helps us and gives us the strength to get through them. He's talking about how he descended to the roots of the mountains. The earth with its bars was around me forever. But thou hast brought me my life from the pit, O Lord my God. So we need to start giving thanks to God in the midst of our uncomfortable situations. And sometimes it's hard to find things to be thankful for. Because sometimes we don't see anything to be thankful for in our lives. But I just want us to think about the fact that we live in a country where we're free. We live in a country where most of us here are well-fed. We don't go to bed hungry most of the time. And if you do, you need to be talking to the church about that. 
And so we start giving thanks to God. And if you can't think of anything right now, start when you were younger and work your way up. Because it's so much easier to focus on the negative. And yet the Bible tells us we must put our minds on God. It doesn't mean that our situations always change. It doesn't mean that it just goes away and poof, it's gone. But it does mean that we just are sustained in those moments where we need it the most. While I was fading away, I remembered the Lord in prayer, and my prayer came to thee in thy holy temple. Those who regard vain idols and forsake faithfulness, forsake their faithfulness, but I will sacrifice to thee with the voice of thanksgiving. That's for which I have vowed to pray. Pay. Salvation is from the Lord. And so Jonah didn't have anything to give God at that moment in the belly of the well. He couldn't set up an altar. He couldn't do um, anything that was the rituals back then for giving a sacrifice. But what he did was he gave thanks to God in the midst of this. And so I just want us to think about that as we go on. Throughout the weeks, throughout our lives, throughout our struggles. That the more you focus on everything that's fallen apart, the more you focus on the things that you can't fix, the more overwhelming, the more burdens you'll be bearing. So we see that the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah up on the dry land. He was finally delivered from that uncomfortable situation. There's a beautiful parallel here that I've, that I've thought of and how it relates to the gospel that just like Jonah, apart from Christ, we're all sinking in our sins. And just like Jonah... We're separated from God. He said he'd been cast out of God's sight. And just like Jonah, in order for us to be saved and brought into our relationship with God, we have to turn back to him. He says he turned back to his holy temple. We have a holy temple and his name is Jesus. He says, my body is a temple and I will destroy it in three days and I will build it back up. And so, when we put our faith in Jesus to get that relationship and gain entrance into heaven. We become saved when we turn away and turn to him. And he brings us into a relationship where we never have to walk through these trials and moments of being uncomfortable alone. So I just encourage you to think about that as you go through this week, to set your mind on God, to give thanks in spite of the uncomfortable circumstances that you might be in. It's not always easy. But it's something that has get, gotten me through quite a bit in my life. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.